0: I know we're getting into August here, but teams adding former Pro Bowlers to visits as well. All the latest news and quarterback kryptonites in the AFC coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson.
1: NFL analyst, Brian Peacock and former NFL scout, Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in
0: less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office with elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson,
1: and it starts
0: now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody out there for making us your first listen here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. If you want to get involved in our mailbag, just hit us up on those uh, Twitter handles at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL or drop a comment on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts. All right, we uh, we saw Yannick Ngakwe last week, a couple of others and teams uh, adding some adding some players and uh, and getting a little bit better and realizing maybe through the first couple of weeks of camp is like yeah hey, maybe we need a linebacker or two over here uh, like the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, they added not only one but two, Matt, which is very interesting to me. you got the uh Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting time of year, like you mentioned, starting with Ndokwe and then some others over the weekend. Some pretty high pedigree guys that are, you know, maybe – I always look at them from two ways. Do you think that some of these players, you know, maybe a Jadavian Clowney that's still out there is saying – it won't break my heart not to do the first two weeks of camp. You know, yeah. I mean, someone, someone's going to call. And someone and, will
0: call and having that, that faith that, you know, it's like, look, uh, a, t- a team is going to want a potential 10-sack guy.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, he's going to be employed this year by somebody. Or do they just kind of wait around and say, we had some offers, but I'd prefer these 10 teams and the three that called. Or I think a big part of it is what you have said. And, you know, I've spent so much time at training camp You you sit there and you, you look at, I I, I hate to always bring it back to Steelers, the Steelers off the ball linebackers were pretty worrisome. So they go sign Quan Alexander. That's the same type of move. Is he the answer? Is he the end all be all? Of course not. But it's one more body in the room that's been around the block and has played in NFL stadiums with success. And I adore the Eagles front office like everybody does. You know, last year they thought they were a little thin at defensive tackle. So not only they go get Lynn Joseph, they get Namakong Su. You know, like, we're just going to get two of them. We're, I'm not <laughs> messing around. You know, give me two dudes that have been around the block. And both their starters are gone from last year. So do they trust Nicobe Dean? Maybe not quite yet, you know?
0: Yeah. And uh, I think he's still nicked up a little bit, isn't he? He's, um, I think so. Yeah. has got an ankle injury that he's working his way back from right now. And, you know, teams are sitting there thinking, well, look, there's professional football players available for us to sign. We can't go into the season or preseason games, actually, without professionals on our team at certain spots. And if we're light, uh, we got to go add somebody. And it's interesting that that you brought that up. And I don't really think about that angle of the Eagles. It's almost an analytically driven signing thing where it's like, well, let's just get two guys and really make sure that we're covered here at this position.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know if Jack's better than Cunningham or Cunningham's better than Jack. I watched a ton of Jack last year with the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Injuries have been an issue for him. He sat out a lot of Wednesday practices and, you know, struggled down the stretch and Cunningham's bounced around. But on their best day, both are quality players. And there's probably 30 more guys just like him that right now don't have a team that I promise you are going to be NFL players this year if they want.
0: And if not mistaken, Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham both have made Pro Bowls in their careers. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. And yeah. then uh another Pro Bowl guy, Justin Houston, uh, who who seems I, I feel like Justin Houston is like the fourth time in a row he's done the one year deal thing, right? Mercedes. Uh, you know, he's he's not the youngest guy. He's over the age of 30, but man, he can still get after the quarterback a little bit. And mm-hmm. the uh is it the uh the Panthers, right? So yeah,
1: you went to Carolina right?
0: adding to the adding to the Carolina Panthers pass rush.
1: Yeah, like, Gross Matos has been so-so. Burns is a star. And I thought they kind of were one defensive end short of really a complete front seven. And they, he's perfect. He's not going to play every snap. I frankly thought Baltimore should keep him or somebody like him. You know, they're they're trusting jabo and Owe. You know, like, they're a little unproven. I'd like to have a veteran in that room if I were Baltimore. But so would Carolina. And Carolina has a ton of cap space. So, um, that defense has a chance to be pretty good.
0: It's an interesting one there. Yeah, and yeah. gonna, their defense is gonna have to carry the team, right? Because on offense, that. there's gonna be some growing pains there. Mm-hmm. Um, hey. clearly, clearly, they, they, I I a, a team that's adding this is weird too. Because you mentioned the Ravens, I would think that guys like Clowney, guys like Justin Houston are trying to find playoff teams. You would think. So I wonder if Justin Eason's like, man, now this is the only offer I got. I better take one before I don't get one at all. <laughs> and the one team that's making me an offer signed somebody else, he had nine and a half sacks last year.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, we're a week into August and preseason games are right around the corner for all teams. So maybe he is starting to get a little nervous and be like, yeah, maybe I should have taken that offer for less back when free agency was hot. I definitely want to play. This is a good spot where they're not going to ask me to play every snap. And just from a Panthers perspective, I think their goal right now is, and it's mostly accomplished, is let's go into the offseason with very few defensive needs. They don't have a first round pick next year, but they have gobs and gobs of cap space. And, you know, they have their second, their third, et cetera. They could probably sign the top wide receiver on the market. Or, you know, the, I think there's an O line quarterback and defense in place. Let's go add the shiny things in the offseason.
0: Another bit of news out there, and it's not a signing yet, and we'll see what happens with Kareem Hunt, uh, another former Pro Bowler, a free agent running back right now, visiting the New Orleans Saints. And uh, it, it's it doesn't make me feel old, but it it's, it's it it should make running backs feel old, like how we're talking about uh, we're talking about someone like Kareem Hunt and where. Alvin Kamara is in his career and they need yeah. a running back because Kamara is going to get suspended, but he's not suspended all year. And they, they drafted a, a running back pretty high. So it's kind of interesting there that, that the saints would be the team going after cream hunt. And I remember it wasn't that long ago when rookie Kareem hunt and rookie Alvin Kamara who came in the league together the same year were league winners for me in fantasy football. Cause I yeah, right, right. on my, uh, in right. my home league and I just rode them to the, to the title. And it's like, man, now they're just like, afterthoughts in the NFL. And that
1: wasn't that long ago. I hadn't thought of that correlation until you brought it up. And then taking it a step further. Jamal Williams was in that class. So they got three running backs all from that class and a rook. Um uh, What's his face got hurt. They, 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 they had a, uh, I forget his name. It's a uh, it was a back that spent some time with the Cardinals. And I think, you know, Benjamin was there too. He got, oh, hurt Eno, yeah. as well, so I think his season, maybe career is over. Unfortunately, Kamara got three games. That's news, I think, since we talked as well, which isn't awful for them. But I guess between the three, to your point, old men from the same draft class and a rook, you should have a pretty darn good backfield if you do sign Hunt. And
0: Kareem Hunt's a good receiving back. Alvin Kamara has been one of the better receiving backs in the league since he came in the league. And Kendra Miller was kind of that player from this class that is a mm-hmm. you know a, a good third down player. So, like, Derek Carr's going to go check down crazy or what? Because it seems like they're targeting the same type of guy this offseason.
1: Yeah, you might be right. Uh, yeah, I think that is a, a big deal here. And I bet Carr does go pretty check down crazy, you know, and good ball control offense, win with defense, easy schedule. I like where the Saints are at, though. I, I mean, I don't know if Hunt will sign or not. Frankly, I thought Hunt would be last on the list of Cook, Fournette, Zeke, all about the same age just because of his off the field stuff i i didn't know if he'd get another chance
0: yeah it's it's tough because it might make him easier to sign maybe from a you know because someone like zeke's probably thinking like oh i'm a star running back i should get a whole bunch of money whereas you know you could probably bring in cream hunt who's been already you know kind of a backup running back uh since everything happened to him off the field you can probably get mm-hmm. him on the cheap versus somebody else that might be wanting a little bit more
1: Maybe that's true. Or maybe he realizes this is my last shot. I'll take right. league minimum for a year and maybe be a star for three weeks while Kamara's gone. Who knows?
0: On the Kamara note, uh that yeah, that has happened since la- we last spoke, Matt. And I feel like it's kind of a best case scenario, thinking about everything mm-hmm. that could have happened all offseason long and knowing that there's probably a suspension, and then you know, there's no um, you know, he pled out of it, so there would be no, you know, further trial or any, you know, any other hearings with it. And being done with it, knowing it's only three games, is, is got to be best case for the Saints and Camara.
1: I absolutely think so, too. I mean, a lot of room. This has been going on for, like, two years. I mean, this yeah. has been going for a long February time. February
0: not this February. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he kicked that can down the road a while, kept playing, kept playing. Um, yeah, I, I think three is really good for him. You know, like, if you're a fantasy owner, eh, I'll take him a couple rounds heavy, higher than I thought before. Or, you know, I mean, I, you know, he you want him if you're the saints the first three weeks of the year we can get by with what we have i mean he may even be fresher in december now because of it it could be somewhat of a positive
0: it could be yeah and then once you get past that three game mark and if you have him on your fantasy team you're like sweet got me yeah right
1: let's go let's go some
0: ppr points here (laughs) All right, next, an interesting article from Pro Football Focus talking about the kryptonite of quarterbacks in the NFL. We're starting with the AFC. We'll get into the NFC quarterbacks tomorrow. The biggest weaknesses for every starting quarterback in the AFC. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Bird Dogs. and We've got a very special offer for you at Bird Dogs in a minute. But why Bird Dogs? Well, Bird Dogs pants, they make you look good, and Bird Dogs pants, feel good i i it wasn't a scorcher at 49ers camp in santa clara california but uh last week i had my bird dog shorts on at uh at 49ers camp and it felt you know you got to make a long walk around the stadium it's hot 85 degrees you feel cool you're stretching all the ways you want to while you walk while you sit while you are going upstairs downstairs and uh uh my bird dogs stretch Shorts felt fantastic. I had the shorts with the, with the liner built in, which I really kind of like, and I didn't really knew know I'd like it until I got those pair of bird dogs. But bird dogs stretch khakis, uh, they're, they're shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. So while you look good, you feel good because they stretch in all the directions you need to. Regular shorts are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fixed all that with their own uh, in-house invented cloud knit fabric, It looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit but without all the sacrifice in movement. And you can go get yourself a pair of bird dogs, whether they're shorts, whether they're pants. You get the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric along with the stretch and all those directions that you need and a free gift. Just go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL. If you go to that URL, it automatically puts the free gift in your uh, in your cart and it's couldn't be easier, or you can just use promo code locked on NFL at checkout for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogscom slash locked on NFL or promo code locked on NFL for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. All right. So uh, I to shout out PFF. They've been putting out some good stuff this, this off season and preseason and some really interesting angles at some subjects, and this being uh, NFL quarterbacks, and you know, there's a lot of rankings and all of those things. But uh, this is uh, about h- how things could go wrong for certain quarterbacks in the NFL. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to dig in this one a little bit.
1: Yeah, I am too. And real quick, I'm mean, just you mentioned bird dogs. I got home late from Steelers camp last night, and there is a box here from Bird Dogs with my name on it. I'm pretty psyched to dig into so how about that good there stuff. you go
0: williamson's yeah, own yeah, yeah. bird dogs uh that that he'll be able to throw throw down at steelers camp too absolutely afc a- quarterbacks yeah. do you want to preface this one matt
1: no uh, they, they just did one biggest weakness kryptonite for and i thought it was a good conversation you know we'll do nfc tomorrow some of these guys maybe it's a little reach maybe i'll add a little something you know like The first one is Lamar Jackson, and they're concerned about his durability, which I think is very just. I mean, he's only played every game of the season once in his five years in in the league. And the last two seasons, he's been out as they limped into the playoffs. Now,
0: sorry to interrupt, but this is an interesting conversation, not just with Lamar Jackson, but with the influx of quarterbacks that are used heavily in the run game.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And the reason running back devaluation has happened, one of the biggest reasons is attrition. And you start to see it with someone like Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson's been the poster child of how not to get hit. He's like a ninja out there. It's hard. <laughs> <for him. laughs> right. He right. Still hasn't been healthy the last two Decembers. And I, I wonder where the league is going to be in a couple of years. And if there's some franchises out there that might be split on the idea that either get burned because their star quarterback gets hurt because they carry the ball too much or that part of the league looks at it analytically and says well wait a second the reason the running backs are devalued is because of this thing that we're now we're doing to quarterbacks and it's going to devalue them too so uh, there's an interesting i i think dilemma that the league is approaching right now and and i don't think we've all the way figured it out yet
1: yeah like in when someone writes the ultimate history of the nfl textbook this will be an interesting time like Maybe these teams were kind of dumb to have their quarterback run like crazy, or why didn't they do it 20 years ago? You know, right? right. Is
0: it it's like in in 2028, is it 32 running quarterbacks that are starting in the NFL, or, right. or is it fewer than we have now?
1: Or is Bledsoe back in, in, right? You know, <laughs> you know exactly what I mean? Just gunning exactly. it all over the field. Right.
0: Yeah. They're like the next Dan, Dan Marino.
1: Right, right. 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 So we shall see. I mean, it might be like, boy, that was a great era, but none of them lasted.
0: Well, next on the list is Buffalo Bills quarterback, Josh Allen. And and you could put him in that group as well. And he's had some deans and he's so big and uh, he can, you know, take more of those hits. We saw it with Ben Roethlisberger for years and how big he is. And we forget how uh, agile and how much he could run when he was younger. And he was so tough to sack, but it, you know, it, it caught up with him. And, you know, it, it, he had a good career before he started getting banged up a lot, but Josh Allen's another one that, that takes a lot of hits.
1: He does. And, his kryptonite is turnover-worthy plays, which was a high number last year. He does take a beating. I, I always equate him to Cam Newton, you know, and turn. And Cam didn't last very long, you know, so you hope that's not the case. But kryptonite's a perfect word for Allen because I think he's Superman in red, white, and blue, and mm-hmm. I think the Bills ask him to be Superman a little too much, and therefore it leads to turnover-worthy plays. So I'm hoping they run the football with a running back a little more and just ask a 10% less of this guy
0: yeah and so that's what's crazy with Josh Allen is he's so physically gifted and he's already you know uh, uh, among the top three quarterbacks in the NFL mm-hmm. and efficiency wise he can get a lot better so that's right, crazy right. To think if he does hit that and stays healthy and and, and transitions a little bit more into in staying in the pocket and and using his legs when it's necessary and becomes more efficient as a passer maybe having a a stud tight end is going to help him out with the, the rookie first rounder and Dalton Kincaid. I think that's the idea there for Josh Allen. That's interesting because as good as he is, I think he has a path to get a lot better versus some of the other top tier quarterbacks where we already know how good they are and they're kind of there.
1: Yeah. And we're about to talk about Joe Burrow, but Burrow and Mahomes last year did a great job of, managing the games i don't have to be superman if you're going to give me too high i'll dump it down and death by a thousand paper cuts in a tom brady like manner where alan might still need to learn that but he he gets better every year he probably will which is frightening
0: joe burrow is next on the list here matt and his kryptonite is arm strength but i think this article is written before uh, his latest injury you might have to put him on the uh, uh you know staying healthy as his kryptonite as well at this point because i'd be more worried about that than his arm strength right now
1: no doubt i mean the arm strength thing i guess is noteworthy if it's the afc championship game in buffalo or even in cincinnati you know i mean late weather afc north type games i mean okay that worries me a slightly but certainly durability uh, worries me much more i mean this is basically his second camp that he's totally missed remember he blew out his knee and then he had Knapp and appendectomy the, the year before that. And then this one. So it's really the third one, I guess. He's had three big injuries already. He's not built like Josh Allen. And if you remember, before they invested heavily in his offensive line, he got the crap knocked out of him early in his career.
0: It's funny because arm strength, it tells you something about, and look, we're it's dawning on me right now too, going through this list of AFC quarterbacks. There's a lot more kryptonite in the NFC. Oh, there sure. is in the sure. They're and they are kind of nitpicking bit, yeah. here because arm strength, not even a weakness really for Joe Burrow. It's just not a superpower like it is for Mahomes or Josh Allen.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Interesting kryptonite here for Deshaun Watson. And uh, according to Pro Football Focus, it's it's creating his own sacks and, and creating pressure that might not be there.
1: And I guess we can go down a lot of avenues with him, but let's just keep it with creating sacks for now. Yeah. Off
0: field is, is, uh, maybe a bigger night for him and, and, and his and contract. It so far. And, right. but yeah, Looking at, at the, at on the field, you forget how good of a quarterback he was. And, and we'll see, you know, maybe rust is his biggest kryptonite. Does he ever get back? Did he have too mm-hmm. much a gap in his career to get back to where he once was with the Houston Texans? But, uh, yeah, getting out of trouble.
1: The creating sacks one is a good one, though, and it's an analytical version, which is exactly up their alley. But that was an issue, even in his best days when he was a star at Clemson, when he was an elite player with the Texans. He was a hold the ball long, take too many sacks guy. It's the,
0: uh, and we see this a lot with college quarterbacks, except especially star college quarterbacks, is the, you know, the hero syndrome. And Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, to be honest with you, that's going to be, We're not on the NFC list yet. It's going to be Justin Fields' kryptonite holding the ball too long. It's hero ball, right? It's like, I'm going to make the play, and I'm not going to just check it down and let my running back make the play because I'm going to make it with my legs or I'm going to make it with my arm, and you end up getting sacked for an eight-yard loss on third down, and you end up punting.
1: Yeah, I mean, just check it down. Do the death by a thousand paper cuts.
0: All right, we've got tons more AFC quarterbacks going through the kryptonite around the NFL. What are the weaknesses of some of the uh, starters in the NFL next? Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and football season about to kick off. That means FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long, and you don't have to wait for football season because there's tons of ways to bet already at FanDuel. And how about this one? Uh, This is a really fun one. Right now at FanDuel, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, any team, you get bonus bets every time Mm. that team wins a regular season football game. So it's the it's the bet that that keeps giving you like dividends all year long before the big payoff if they do win the Super Bowl. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every victory for that team in the 2023 season and you can spend those bonus bets on any bets you want like against the spread, player props, over/unders on uh on just about anything and there are tons of over/unders already for the 2023 football season at FanDuel and tons more to bet on with your bonus bets. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. All right, let's keep this. This There's a lot of fun quarterbacks to talk about in the AFC. Mm -hmm. Next up is Denver Broncos starting quarterback, Russell Wilson. And uh, they put his kryptonite as cooking, which I think is (laughs) kind of funny, but it's like, what is the... And I get what they're saying here. It's like, what is the total concoction of, of Russell? Like, I, we've seen the guy play for over a decade in the NFL, and I don't really know who he is.
1: I think a big problem at this stage of his career is people think being a short quarterback doesn't matter anymore. He There's a lot of stuff he doesn't see, and that's true for Kyler Murray. It's true for Baker Mayfield. It, I think it's going to be true for Bryce Young. And now that Wilson isn't a twitchy athlete anymore, he can't create that space to see. I mean, that would be my kryptonite for him.
0: That's interesting because all those quarterbacks you mentioned. What's the number one thing in the pros in their in their scouting report? Ah, playmaker gets out of the pocket and makes plays. Well, that's right he right. can't see from in the pocket. So that's uh, that's how their football life has gone.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, and Mayfield doesn't quite fit the mold of the others, and that's his problem. He's not athletic enough to be short. And that's I think Wilson,
0: yeah, uh, Johnny Manziel coming into the league. right. Like, right. well, guess what? Your 48 was nice, and you were an athletic guy and gunslinger in college. And you had good talent around you. Uh, you get in the NFL, you're not running away from pass rushers anymore because they're faster than you are, and so you're just kind of getting into trouble and you're not making plays from the pocket. And that's a bad recipe. And, and maybe that's what bad we're from Russell Wilson can't create like he used to.
1: Yep, and so what does Sean Payton do? Same thing he did with Drew Brees invest in guards and centers, you know, <laughs> you know keep the pocket. From pushing back into them as much. I mean, that's what they're gonna. That's the plan.
0: Uh, this is uh, unfair. There, there's, we're, there's some. Uh, we're getting to the rookie portion of this. Yeah, I don't know the,
1: how to do the rookies. It's I mean, hard to let know, him think
0: yeah, what a rookie's kryptonite is going to be until he gets into the league. But th- this is just a shot at the Indianapolis Colts because uh, their kryptonite is throwing the the football to a target, and and it's not even for Anthony Richardson. It's just how bad their quarterback play has been recently.
1: Yeah, and actually, you skipped the, the Texans there by accident, I'm sure. But right, yeah,
0: see well, C.J. Stroud, that pressure was was, was his, his, you know. the exact same thing we saw with the the last quarterback out of uh, Ohio State that we just mentioned too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Par- partially the offense, and partially maybe why it's been so difficult for Ohio State quarterbacks to make it in the league, especially transitioning right away.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he didn't handle pressure great, but. So what he's throwing to Smith and Jigba and you know Marvin Harrison's kid etc. Right. <laughs> and even the Colts like do we know that Richardson's going to be a horrific passer? I mean let's at least let him play a preseason game, you know. And I'm not blaming them. They have to write something here, but I feel like we should almost skip the rookies to some. Yeah,
0: degree. I agree with you. Let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Um they put his his uh his kryptonite as urban meyer well it's good news, (laughs) but he's not there anymore so does he not have kryptonite i mean like what are we talking
1: about here i kind of lean that way i mean the way that he progressed without meyer is really impressive but there were some he was two quarterbacks last year the first half of the season he still had his struggles and it looked like he broke out of that and hopefully he's that guy but he was not a very good red zone passer to start the season either. So I think he's getting over his kryptonites. Uh PFF
0: has not identified a kryptonite for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> right. Have you identified any kryptonite for Patrick Mahomes? To be honest with you, it, it might be like his family. Like his brother's weird and he's getting trouble off the field. His, uh, his wife is weird and really like out in front. And you see kind of like too much of her and she's obnoxious and annoying. It's like, man, like – Patrick Mahomes, he's like quiet. The the immediate people around him and, and be able yeah. to focus. But man, I mean, like obviously he's made it through with, with without any problems there either. So I, yeah, um, maybe if his arm fades, he will get into trouble. If I had to like maybe. project a weakness for him in the second half of his career.
1: Maybe. I mean, if I had to write this, maybe I would say Lou, Lou Amarumo, the uh, Bengals defensive coordinator. Yeah, exactly. and he's bottled him up better than anybody, often just rushing three. And that whole goal was just to have Mahomes stay in the pocket and hold the ball longer. But he still did pretty well, you know, so I, he's yet to be discovered.
0: Fascinated to see Jimmy Garoppolo back in Josh McDaniel's offense, his kryptonite durability here, and that's dogged him throughout his NFL career, even when he started a couple games for an injured Tom Brady because he got hurt after that and had to go to Jacoby Brissett, the number three guy in New England.
1: I think it has to be durability. I mean, I'm curious what his career would look like if he could have strung 16, 17 games together time and time again. As you know better than anyone, he does go linebacker blind from time to time too, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. they'll get you with the – And that's what's interesting because I wonder if he might be a better fit with the Raiders and Josh McDaniels than he was with Kyle Shanahan, as good as Kyle Shanahan is as a coordinator. Jimmy struggled in those, okay, I'm turning my back to the defense play action, turn back around, and guess what? They just switched coverage from too high to a robber, and I threw it to the safety that's coming downhill. And uh, he's going to have a lot more shotgun eyes down the field the whole time, and I think he's, he's better at just, like, throwing darts. It's like, okay, give me shotgun, spread it out, slot guy, boom, boom. And so it it might actually turn out better for Jimmy Garoppolo in a weird way with Las Vegas, if he can stay healthy.
1: Yeah. I mean, the weapons aren't as good, the lines aren't as good, but yes, I I don't disagree with you at all. I think he does fit this system well, and they obviously know each other going back to New England.
0: We had some really good discussions with uh, the listeners last week about Justin Herbert and the Tua versus Justin Herbert conversation, and it's hard to to put a a finger on exactly – who Herbert is right now and what his kryptonite is. We know what his strengths are uh, and, and he's played really well and he's put up stats. Is it just the team around him? Is it not him? They, they put the kryptonite as aggression here.
1: Yeah. And this all stems from a very low average depth of target and everyone wants to blame Joe Lombardi. And maybe that's just the answer, you know, just calling too many dump offs, get it out. But I think Herbert, is content taking the death by thousand paper cuts. And he's not the brashest raw, raw guy. So sometimes, you know, even that was a knock on coming out of Oregon. I, I think yeah, maybe I, some would like to see him, you know, I
0: think it's, it's more of a, a personality thing than a quarterback thing even. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's not like that team leader uh, personality. He's not that upfront personality. He's um a little aloof. Even people have called him. And, uh, on the field, you don't see a gunslinger mentality, even though you'll see these crazy throws uh, sometimes you're like, Whoa, but then he is content to get rid of the ball shorter than you would. You think mm-hmm. with a guy with his arm strength and you see his highlight tape, and you're like, Oh, his, his, uh, yards per attempt must be among the top in the league. And it's like bottom five
1: in the league. Right. 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 And a lot of it's because you dump a to Eckler and he does a lot of good things for you. Protection was a problem last year. He was fighting two injuries. I'm not super concerned about this that phase of Herbert's game, though.
0: I think we all know what Tua's is, and it's uh, yeah. right. now. I like the way they
1: frame they frame it, though. Yeah, funny. yeah.
0: They said 330-pound D lineman. It's like uh, I get worried for Tua because I don't want to see another concussion, and it, it, he's going to get hit if he's playing football. Um, and, and I hope he's over it, and I hope he's he's okay because he's you know coming around as a quarterback. And I think the fit with uh, with McDaniel there, Mike McDaniel, is really nice. He's Got a ton of weapons. Uh, can he stay healthy? And yeah, that, the, those concussions worry me with two.
1: No doubt. I don't have much to add to that one. I mean, that's as cut and dry as they come.
0: Matt Jones out of structure is the kryptonite for him. He's, he's a, uh, he's a, he's, he, we, we, we kind of talked about that earlier with like, yeah. where's the direction of the league going? It's going away from who Mac Jones is.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think he has to live as a microprocessor, you know, bit the ball out, boom, 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 you know, be two steps ahead of everyone else, be a chess player, and last year that didn't happen with that coordinator and that staff. But when things go wrong and they inevitably will, he's not who I want to bank on.
0: Right. You, you got to be surgeon and you're not, he doesn't have the big arm like some of the other best quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And man, we're, we're running through some really good quarterbacks in the AFC. And so he, you're not going to run like most of them and you're not, you don't have the arm for most of them. So you better be surgical.
1: You better be surgical. That's a fine line. The Patriots are walking with him, especially compared to their competition. Uh, I
0: love this one. The kryptonite for Aaron Rodgers is the thing that I always uh, give our, our colleague, the host of locked on Packers, um, Peter Bukowski. Uh, I always give him stuff because my 49ers have have continued to beat his Packers in the playoffs. And the kryptonite here is the biggest playoff games that Aaron Rodgers can't win. And it's, it's hard to believe that he's only got that one title.
1: He's been too good for that. I mean, I get this a lot with Pittsburgh that Steelers only won two with Ben. I'm sure the Saints, we only won one with Breeze. You know, the Packers only won one with Rodgers. Well, this Brady guy had seven of them or whatever, which screws a lot of that up. But I think Rodgers had a better career than Ben or Breeze. And when it's all said and done, if he ends up with one ring, it's a little disappointing. What do
0: you think about this one for Steelers quarterback, Kenny Pickett? They say the, the middle of the field is his kryptonite. I would think that that's where he lives.
1: Very, oh, here's a stat for you, Steeler fans. Over the last two years, which are the two years Matt Canada's been the offensive coordinator, Ben's last year, Kenny's first year, only the Bears have more passing, less passing yards between the numbers and the Steelers. And the Steelers threw like 300 more passes than the Bears during that time.
0: Is that quarterback or offensive scheme?
1: Scheme. Okay. A- and. I will tell you, Steeler fans, I've written articles about this, it's changing in practice right now. So I'm extremely encouraged how practice is going in terms of the weaknesses of this offense. They seem to see the same things I do and are practicing a lot of in-breaking routes, middle-of-the-field stuff, add Allen Robinson, add Darnell Washington. Red zone and middle-of-the-field were Kenny's kryptonites, and those guys are good at that stuff.
0: So go to Latrobe, PA. What you yep, will yep. find at Steelers training camp is Matt Williamson in his bird dog, short <laughs> and throws over the middle of the field. I like
1: it. Absolutely, they're the both are big themes right there right now.
0: Uh, last one here: Tennessee Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill non-play action. So play action yeah. thrives; otherwise, not as much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been a cheat code for him with Derrick Henry being the perfect running back for him. Um, and when it's not there, he's been very average.
0: That is the AFC quarterback kryptonite. Tomorrow, we're going to talk NFC quarterbacks. And I also want to dip into another article from our friend Mike Sando at The Athletic. We talked about his quarterback tiers article as voted on by coaches and execs around the league. He looks back at the, 10 year, uh, the past 10 years now. We've, we've got 10 years of data of these quarterback tiers. So I want to dive into that as well. Thanks everybody for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts.